so excited to be um, having this next discussion with you. Um, it's a part two uh, to things I hold to be true. So in this, I'm going to state a couple sentences, a few sentences or statements, and I'm going to just reflect on why I hold them to be true and examples in which they have been true in my life. And so, yeah, let's dive in. Um, before I do, before I do, I gotta always come through. I'm so proud of myself with my consistency. I'm happy that you guys are enjoying it. If you weren't, you would not have continued to listen. You would have just heard the trailer and parted ways. <laughs> and so I'm really excited about all of this. And these, like I mentioned in the trailer, at the very least are therapeutic for me to process my thoughts. And um, yeah, I'm excited about it all. Okay, let's dive in. So I'm going to share three different statements uh, and then just reflect on it. So the first one will be, um, it will be okay most of the time. And when I first started, um, kind of like I kind of see these statements as kind of like mantras. And at first, this statement was, it will be okay, period. And then I came to realize that it kind of is a little bit too harsh and a little bit uh, neglectful of the full experience of some individuals, especially even my own, in which there are situations that it won't be okay and whatever it is didn't need to happen. And um, yes, it happened but sometimes it just won't be okay after it happened or whatever happened, happened, right? <laughs> so I'll give some examples. From an undergrad perspective, you have an exam and you don't do as well as you hope. Hopefully there are other exams and there are other courses that will help in maintaining or elevating your GPA so you're not going to be too held back. You could always retake the course. I know that that has financial implications, especially for those that don't have um, many scholarships and you're kind of paying out of pocket and or going in debt to pay for your undergrad experience. Um, but the perspective of having an understanding that like this exam that you didn't do well on your life didn't end, the world didn't end. There are still more tomorrows, still more exams if you're not in your last year, um, last semester of your last year. There's still be, there will be more um, examinations, more assignments, more quizzes to come in your undergraduate experience. And this is not the end all be all, even though it can sometimes feel that way, especially when you're working so hard and your hard work is not reflected in the grade that you um, earned. That for sure is an example of something in which it will be okay. And I can almost say that like it will be okay period. At least from what I've experienced when I've had heartbreak with exam results that I have earned and the time I put in did not match the time 
<laughs> the time I put in did not match the results I got. And so I was over there heartbroken and like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then trying to figure out, well, what's the next step going to be? How can I rectify this break? Going to office hours, figuring it out. And in the end, in hindsight, with grad undergrad behind me, it was all it was okay. For the most part, it was it was always okay. Um, that was not do or die. It wasn't life or death. It wasn't the end all be all. The world did not end. And I live to see many more tomorrows. And I'm now in grad school. I'm in my last couple months of grad school. Thank goodness. I can't sing, but listen, when it comes to that, I'm gonna try. <laughs> when it comes to talking about grad school ending, I'm sure gonna try. Um, but yeah, for the most part, I hold it to be true that it will be okay most of the time. Some examples of when it will not be okay will, these kind of are heavier situations and that's why the big sigh. <laughs> um, but I think that it would be an injustice not to acknowledge that there are certain situations that we will face in life, which won't be okay. And one example, I am Nigerian American. I think I mentioned that in the trailer. And if I didn't, I'm proud to say it. I'm not trying to hide it at all. Uh, I'm Nigerian American and proud of it. And um, I was born and raised in uh, South Florida. Besides looking, sometimes you can kind of look at my facial features and tell that I'm not, um, that my parents are, are immigrants. But for the most part, you see my skin, you see my hair, um, <laughs> you see me in general. And I can, I also recognize as being African-American. And so from the African-American standpoint, in my from my reflection on it, and this is gonna just be my opinion on it in this, in regards to this statement, that it will be okay most of the time. This refers to most of the time. And in this situation, in terms of talking about the African-American experience in this country, it is not okay. It absolutely is not okay. Centuries ago, it was absolutely not okay, and I'm referring to slavery. Absolutely not okay. The injustices that we see happening in our community that we want to, we want to hope and feel that are going to be distant, very far distant realities, are things that we're talking about happening in the 2020s. Like this is 2021 this year. And we're, we're in that 2020 uh, decade of years to come. And there's still so much that needs to be done. There's still so much more room for improvement. And that to me is not okay. That's an example of something when I say it will be okay most of the time. This doesn't pertain to what is the current reality of the African-American experience in America specifically North America. <laughs> and so that's an example of it not being okay. Um, so when I say the majority of the time, at least 51% of the time, it's going to be okay. Um, and that's why I gave us the first example of um, not getting an ideal grade in an undergraduate class, of course. The second statement 
um, that I hope to be true is that I choose to find the positives in every situation. Oh, I love this statement. Love this statement. Okay. And I've actually been working diligently since the start of 2021 to do so, um, to find the positives. So what that looks like is that even, and just giving examples. So in past breakups, not ideal. No one wants to go through heartbreak, but there's always, it's always worth the risk of being vulnerable and being open to a love that could blossom and that could stand the test of time for decades. However, the majority of my relationships, actually 100% of them, except for the one that I'm in right now, which I'm happy within, um, and, and growing within, which I'm happy to be growing within as well, um, have all ended. They have all failed. I have, I, I don't have a lot of exes, honestly. I, I, <laughs> I've dated men, um, but I really only have two ex-boyfriends. And this is my current third boyfriend. Um, all of my past relationships, people I were considering, like, you know, when you're in high school, you're like, we're talking, quote unquote talking, um, or I'm dating this person before, then you're like, oh, this person's my significant other, he's my boyfriend, my partner, whatever, whatever, so on, so on. Um, all of those relationships, all those individuals I talked to, all of them did not work out in the sense of a romantic relationship that has moved that I will move forward with in my life. Thank God. And so with that being said, um, the positives that I can find from that situation or from those situations and experiences is that there are definitely things I learned about myself, things I learned about relationships as a, in a whole, um, things that I learned that I needed in relationships as a whole, there are so many things that I could look at and just be proud of. You know what I mean? Like I, I took that risk. I'm proud of myself for not being so risk averse that I didn't take the risk to get to know this person and be um, vulnerable with this person. In conversation, with emotions, I'm grateful for it. And um, yeah, I mean, even past friendships, I look at and I... And I learned so much from them because I'm I'm constantly reflecting. It's a part of my personality type. I love that. Um, and I want to learn from my past experiences. And so even past friendships that I've had that didn't work out, I'm able to assess, well, this probably this person was probably a friend of me, not really a friend. Because in a lot of situations, they really didn't want for me to succeed. They would talk negatively about me behind my back and or they were often really jealous of me and so they were a weight that was weighing me down and i'm off i'm over here working double time to just try to be their friend and in genuine in 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 reality and genuinely they don't care to be my friend they care to just know insight about me so that they can try to like outdo me and that's not a real friendship (laughs) that's a friend of me honestly um and then rainy days Oh my gosh. So, okay. In grad school, I found a new appreciation for nature. Okay. I'm like, I, I don't know if I, you, you have to listen to the trailer to get a little bit more about me. Um, and maybe I'll just do a discussion about <laughs> getting to know me, but 
I'm from Miami, Miami, Florida, and it's not a rural place, okay? There's lots of stop lights, stop signs, lots of roads, a lot of light pollution at night, like street lights are all out. I live, I'm in, uh, particularly live in Miami Gardens. The Dolphin Stadium is close by whenever there's a football game or the Super Bowl, which has happened quite a few times. There's blimps in the sky. There are fireworks, there's lots of lights. It's, I live in a city, I grew up in a city. Okay, um, with that being said, I didn't really have a great appreciation for nature. Um, I could look at nature and be like, oh, so pretty, go to the beach, it's pretty, look at nice trees and it's pretty. But when I went and I moved um, to Connecticut, when I moved to West Haven, Connecticut for undergrad and I experienced fall foliage for the first time, it was the lifting the lifting of the veil from over my eyes to really delve into appreciating nature. I love fall foliage. It's actually my favorite time of year. My birthday's in fall. All good things happen in fall. And I honestly prefer to uh, I honestly prefer to refer to it as <laughs> sunshine. Um, as autumn. It's so beautiful. And in Miami, there's no appreciation for autumn because it, the leaves are either green because they're lush. They're this ashy-ish, jade-ish, deep green because they don't turn over very much. And or they're this yellow color because they're dying. <laughs> so there's not like the appreciation for the reds and the oranges. And I remember being in elementary and thinking why do we have to color our leaves yellow, orange, and red? Like yellow is death, orange and red doesn't happen, like why? And so <laughs> I remember when I went to undergrad having that flashing back to that thought that I had when I was in elementary about coloring tree leaves on a worksheet paper, orange and red, and I was like, what? And then in undergrad, I was like, oh, I see, I see. <laughs> um, and then another thing that, um, you can choose to see the positives or find the positives within are when you receive bad treatment. Either you're going somewhere and you're buying something and the customer service is horrible. Um, that is not a great experience, but maybe you advocate for yourself and stand up for yourself. And that's a positive that you can have from that experience. Or maybe you keep calm, cool, and collected because you don't want someone or an external factor to take you out of your character. And that is a positive. That's a win. Um, and so, and then finding other ways to release the frustration, whether that could be, you know, going for a jog, doing some kickboxing, whatever you feel, whatever you do to unwind, whether it's just taking a nice luxurious bath, doing some face masks, um, to, you know, moisturize your skin on your face, like whatever you do to luxuriate, to unwind and say like, and reflect and, and, and be understanding that, um, that was a bad situation. I was treated really badly, but I overcame it and I'm, I'm proud of the way that I overcame it. So there's that. And then another thought or statement that I hold to be true is owning my thoughts emotions and behaviors um and in doing so and owning these it makes me self-accountable 
self-aware and more mindful and intentional with my thoughts, emotions, and behaviors. Um, so this really does reflect a lot on the the first discussion in chapter one with self-discovery, my who, what, and why. And in my quest to figure out why I had various thoughts, emotions, and behaviors, now that I understand the why, if something were to occur now and I'm feeling kind of defensive, I can assess why and I can own it and I can own my, my part in it and then assign, <laughs> assign other, other people their responsibility, at least in my head. Like, oh, that was her problem. She brought that to the situation. I responded that way. That wasn't so great, but I understand and I'm going to be understanding of why I responded that way and then move forward. And so owning my thoughts, owning my emotions, owning my behaviors, I think that that's so empowering for one. And I think it's just me being true to myself for two, because if I have this thought and I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to have this thought. Like, let's say for instance, I'm, I am right now I'm actively um, being intentional about eating healthier and eating more balanced and eating to fuel my body more so than eating just to um, enjoy the tastes of whatever I'm eating. And in doing so, like if I have a thought and I'm like, oh, I'm in this stressful situ situation right now and I'm really craving some chocolate. Well, that's a thought. I could be like, no, I'm not craving chocolate and just like, you know, push it to the side and be like, oh, that's not true. But that's only going to make my thought push forward into the action of acquiring and eating chocolate compared to understanding why I have that thought. Well, today was a stressful day and chocolate is my, you know, unwinding, relaxing, treat yourself treat. <laughs> um, okay, I know you want chocolate and I'm trying to eat healthier. Maybe I can have some fat fat-free um, chocolate pudding or you know there are other alternatives and so in in owning it it allows for me to approach it with more intentionality and more thought and in the end I believe that that is a better way of um, addressing and um, yeah, getting to the root of why I have these thoughts. What is the why behind it? Um, yeah, I honestly like doing this. I like, like, reflecting. <laughs> I like, like, I like reflecting on things I hold to be true because I feel like there's so many things that we as individuals hold to be true for ourselves. And I'm happy, uh, and right now I'm happening to share my own. But I'm sure that there are so many more that I haven't even tapped into for myself. And I'm sure that there are some that you yourself have out there. And some of them are probably unspoken and some of them are probably spoken. Or some of them are somewhere in between probably. And because it's not always black and white, there's a lot of gray. And I think that it's pretty cool and it's honestly empowering and encouraging to understand what it is I hold to be true and why, and know that this can adapt and uh, change over time. Um, so yeah, that is the conclusion of um, the things that I hold to be true, part two. 
Um, a quick recap is that the first thing I hold to be true is that it will be okay most of the time. The second truth I hold is I choose to find the positives in every situation. And the third is owning my thoughts, emotions, and behaviors make me self-accountable, more aware, more reflective, and more in tune with my truth than if I didn't. And those are some of my thoughts that I hold to be true. What are some that you have? Um, if you come over to Instagram and um, search me at Emboldenology, there are tons of posts. There is one particularly for this very discussion. Um, and I'm sure that, you know, you see all of other posts as well. But for this one, I'm curious, what are some things that you hold to be true? Share it with me, leave it in the comments, DM me. Um, yeah, let's start the discussion. Let's, let's really reflect on them and, you know, live our live in them live our truth through them and be open to them changing and evolving over time thanks again for joining me for this discussion i really enjoyed it i hope you did and yeah come back for another bye for now mm -hmm.